with my year of movement you know, has seen a huge improvement in my in my my glucose levels and that has not only allowed me to be feel healthy but I can see it in in the results in the blood results that I get and that's been a, another motivating factor to just to keep me going just to keep going it's worth it's worth carrying on So today I'm talking with my friend Robin Mahadeo and Robin is a, a keen runner. Today what we did is was a 12 mile walk and I have to say my legs are killing me. <laughs> but I want, to, I want to just center on kind of like um, your running. Mm. I would like to say running career but it, I think it's much much more than a career because it's a lifestyle for you. And so Robin, just, just share with me something about how this, this running helps you in terms of uh, mental or physical or relational well-being. Yeah, I suppose, um, I suppose running really took off a, uh, a couple of years ago, really kind of in lockdown actually is when it really kind of took off in earnest. But previous to that, I've always had a desire to be a, a, a runner and um, and yeah, I, I, I know I've been doing it for a number of years. Since lockdown, I uh, I started running a bit more. I changed my attitude to running. Yeah. I looked at it as more of a kind of a mental release rather than a physical activity. Mm -hmm. So, you know, going out for a long run for two hours, you know, it was really about time for me on yeah. my own and for me to digest and process in my mind what's going on, the thoughts of my day, and problems that I'm facing. And, and, I, and I know because you, you, your career is within the city, is mm. in the banking sector, and so there's a lot of pressure that's been going on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, just give me a little bit more detail on what that means for you in terms of mental release, Robin. Mm. Uh, I'm so tired. <laughs> <laughs> Um, mental release. I suppose. Uh, I suppose, for me, it's just a form of you know, mindfulness. Yeah. You know, being in the moment. We talked about flow in our conversations today, in particular. We talked about flow and getting into that flow, and you know how I went for a run the other day, and it was it was hard. It started really. It started. It really was. It was tough to begin with. The first hour was really tough. And why was it tough? Because my mind wasn't in the right place. And because my mind and my body is connected, if my mind's not in the right place, my body doesn't perform. And it took ages, but then, you know, I had to, I, had to, I wanted to give up. I really wanted to give up. And I, and, I, and I just continued and I persevered and I said, no, 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 you need to, you need to do this. You're training for an event. You need to do this run. So, so I just carried on and I eventually got into a rhythm. I got into that flow. My mind relaxed. My body relaxed, and I just continued, and I carried on, and you know, I went carried on for however miles it was, and for however length of time it was. You know? So I guess in some way that's kind of like a metaphor for life, because mm. it's it's that I don't feel like doing it. Mm. Don't feel like getting up in the morning, or I don't feel yeah. like doing this, but it push yourself a little bit, and yeah. and you know, and once you get over that kind of the difficult period, then you get into that kind of groove, you get into that, that, that mode of running again. So do you, do you think that that helps you in your work? 
Definitely. Yeah, yeah, most definitely, most definitely. I mean, there are moments where, and what I do is kind of pull lots of different things together from lots of different parts of the organisation, bringing it all together in one place, having to deal with lots of different types of stakeholders, and and actually sometimes it's quite stressful. And mm. and the way that I work, I work in a way that I'd like to have all the information in front of me, or at least 90% of the information in front of me, and then I can analyse it and reflect on it and come up with ideas around how to move it forward or what structure I need to put in place. And the running allows me to have that mental release, that time for things to propagate, to think about, to kind of, you know, really kind of work out in my mind. And running is that release to do that. Yeah. mechanism to do it. And do you think at the end of that process of whatever period of time you're out for, you, you have more clarity of, of what you've been working on? Yeah, most definitely. I, I, I generally have more ideas when I come back from a run, or I've sorted out a problem in my mm. mind, and I've worked out where the, where, the, where the issues are, and how to tackle that problem, whether it's dealing with a difficult stakeholder, or whether it's dealing with a an actual specific problem or project or how do I get over this hump or how do I approach something that haven't been hasn't been done before here's a good example so I've been thrown in the deep end and said you know can you sort out this problem and we need a we need a, a paper at the end or we need a, a business case or a presentation at the end of it in, in a week's time or two weeks time and I end up doing all the work at the, the far end of it, that time period, because I've been processing and I've been thinking about it and each time you kind of iterate mm. your kind of journey all the way through and and in the end I come up with something that is, you know, you know great for the company. So in, in terms of the, the process, are, are you saying that you'd go out with these things that I, I need to sort this issue out while I'm running yeah. or, or does it just happen as you're going past the, 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 the 20 mile mark? And <laughs> <laughs> quite hit the 20 mile mark <laughs> that much. No, it's, I think it's a combination of both yeah. actually, yeah. it really is. I, it, yeah. I, you, know, you, you assimilate all this information and then you purposefully go out for a run yeah. to sort it out in your head and that's yeah. quite an interesting dynamic in that your your the act of going out. You're you're using that time to sort the problem out in your head, to to work out the complexities of it, and working out what how do I get this this mess of information into a format mm. or a story that I can translate to other people. Um, and then there's the other extreme where you've been reading lots of stuff, and it could be over a period of time or a period of weeks yeah. that you're stuck on a particular problem. And I'll just go for a run as a general run anyway, and um, and it will come to me as, a, as I'm coming along. It will suddenly click. And there's that old age adage of you know you, you have your great ideas when you're in the shower. Yeah. And part of that is because you're in that autopilot mode, you're not thinking about mm. the shower. We, we, you step in a shower and you go in and you have a routine. Yeah. And. I, over the years, particularly over the last couple of years, I've used running to be that routine and that mechanism that is autopilot. So, as well as it pushing me physically, it's allowing my body to then 
then my my brain to go into kind of that, that autopilot mm. mode which allows creativity and thinking and freeform thinking and problem solving to really materialize in the brain while I'm running along while I'm physically getting fit but I do believe that there is there's a real linkage between being physically fit and mentally fit at the same time yeah for sure now I, I understand that from in, in terms of um, neuroscience mm. not that I'm a neuroscientist but this, <laughs> my, my reading around it is that is that every time your brain creates new synapses it, it forms new new connections mm. so if you have this this idea or this problem and this bit and you, you've got all this data and it's floating around and it, it's it's doing mm. this or it's joining this way and it's finding new ways to join yes and yeah. in that new ways something evolves out of it yeah and i think that's there is definitely something with that because and I th do you think I think there's personality thing there as well? I mean, I'm a I'm a learning person. I want to learn. I want to explore. I'm definitely exploring all the time. Very curious about different things and different ways of working. Um, and that is probably inherent in how I think and how I kind of create things. But there is something there about the physical aspect, the physiological changes that go on in your brain as you're running, which would be quite an interesting thing to explore. Yeah. You know, a little bit more about as you're running, those synapses that are firing, you know, it's challenging you, you know. I mean, I do all, all my running is on trails, it's off-road, it's going over obstacles, it's over different terrains, it's, you know, your feet's landing at different angles, yeah, you're having to juggle from one foot to another mm. over different over different things, and just the physical act of that has got to be firing lots of different things in your in your brain. It's got to be waking stuff up. Whereas, yeah. if you're running on a road, as for example, it's actually just a repetitive motion that's just going through, and that in itself has benefits because it's just that that repeat, 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 repeat. Um, but I just think that having all the other environmental bits going on with trail running or in the woods or in a field or anything like that through fields and we went through some beautiful fields today yeah you know just going through all that that fresh air and that color that is just adding into that into that kind of experience it's i think it's true it's, it's that richness of texture it's the the richness of brain input and i think mm. for all of us um your brains are designed for input yes and so if, if we're think, looking and you're not even thinking how to step you just have to step otherwise you fall over yes um, and I think that for me when I do it and I don't do it to the same degree as you I, I can do half a mile mm -hmm. before I think oh, I need to That's stop so I, I need to be able Johnson. to push past that you've but got to start somewhere right I, I still do my park runs <laughs> um, but the idea of this input that's coming from different directions allows your brain to make the connections that you're not forcing it to and I think when you're so focused and over the, the, the last two years you're really really focused on a I must achieve this I must I must do this this mm. deadline this thing needs to happen so-and-so's waiting on me all of these pressures that are on us to perform and to produce. When you're out in, in nature and you're doing the stuff that allows your, your, 
your brain to concentrate on, on the where you're walking, avoiding cow paths or whatever it is, then it releases the, the stress and the pressure for the other parts to start to, to, to move and to fall into place. Mm. Mm. And that, that to me, if, if people get hold of that, then it, it increases your productivity no end. But you don't, you don't, it doesn't just have to be about running though. No. It, walking, just being physically yep. moving is is probably the biggest thing around that and and i you know i turned 50 last year i said to myself you can't just be sedatory you know you've got to keep moving and i try and do that every day i try and move and do something every day that's physical you know whether it's a walk whether it's a run whether it's kind of like just even if it's just going to the shops to pick up something walk just that little yeah. activity of doing things because Especially in this work in these days now, over the last two years with COVID and lockdown and hybrid working, I mean, there have been days where I have literally just sat at my desk, you know, from seven in the morning to seven mm -hmm. at night, 12 hours, and not moved at yeah. all. Yeah. Um, and that's not healthy at all. Not at all. Not at no. all. No. And I know that from, um, I think we've evolved to. I talk to people about LSD and using LSD. <laughs> you know, and before before anybody jumps down the further, <laughs> LSD stands for labor saving device. Labor saving device, right, okay. And over the period of time that we've we've evolved on this planet, you see more and more LSDs. Mm. And so I say, well, once upon a time, my grandmother used to use a broom, and you know what it's like because you, you know Trinidad as well. <laughs> you had this broom that was made out of, of coconut yeah. um, um, spines. And so you'd be sweeping away and you'd be doing that. And so all of a sudden somebody said, have you ever, never tried a vacuum cleaner? <laughs> oh yeah, much easier. And it saves your back and it saves all of that. And now we've gone from broom to vacuum cleaner, to robot vacuum cleaner. Yeah, that's right. That's exactly right. And for every labour-saving device, you get more and more sedentary. Yes, and and that's and that's a big problem. That's yeah. a big problem. Societal problem, I think. You know, you get you, you get more and more lazy. You're not physically going out there, and you, and you get that less sense of reward as well. Yeah. Right. When you physically do something. You physically dig the garden, or you're weeding the garden, or you cut the grass, or you know, you, know, you do all these things. Uh, is that what you ride on more? <laughs> yeah, that's right. Well, you don't want to, you don't want to be pushing one. You don't want to be pushing one of those one of those blades along, do you? It's far too much work. Or, or you mean a manual? Uh, a manual mower. Mo you wouldn't even find one nowadays. That's true, actually. I don't think you, I don't think you can find yeah. one these days. Um, but even just to be active mowing the lawn—that's yeah. physical activity. Yeah. And it's free. Yes. You don't have yeah. to pay for a gym membership for that. Yeah. This this is the beauty of movement, isn't it? Mm. Yeah. They're very much so. And you also have. Um, a health issue with, with diabetes mm. and we've talked about that before uh, how, how have you found the movement or the running piece in terms of diabetes and what's that relationship like for you over the years it's been um, it's been quite 
it's been quite revealing in in that so 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 I talked about you know last year when I turned 50 you know I wanted to move more it's interesting enough that if and I was running before that you know but wasn't as regular as I as I wanted to um, and when I turned 50 I'd actually done my backing right funny enough so it's so, you know I had a problem with my one of my discs and they caused sciatica all sorts of things and um, and so I said to myself, I want to move more. And when I finally got through that 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 acute problem with the back, and I started to run more and things, you know, I found that my my diabetes control got so much more um, so much more under control. I, I felt mm -hmm. so much better. I, I lost a bit of weight. I felt physically better. My 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 uh, I could move around a lot easier. Um, and that in itself meant that my my diabetes control started to started to improve no end, and, and I went from the last year um, with my year of movement, you know, has seen a huge improvement in my in my my glucose levels, Dita, um, and and that has not only allowed me to be feel healthy, but I can see it in in the results and the blood results that I get. Um, and that's been a, another motivating factor to just keep me going, just keep going. It's worth it's worth carrying on. And I'm not saying that I'm never gonna. I'm, uh, this is this is a condition that's for life. Right? And yeah. This is a condition that I will always have, and I always have to take tablets, and I always have to have injections, and all those sorts of things. Um, possibly. Possibly. Well, possibly. Yeah, possibly. 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 Yeah. There's always hope for. No, for more. There, there is always hope for more. But a uh, classic is that. I've reduced the amount of insulin that I take now, right? Yeah. And I have to because if because it was too much before, um, and and now you know if I continue with this and I continue to lose a bit more weight, I'll probably reduce that even further. Yeah. So you know, rather than give up, I'm I'm trying to get my body to kind of use itself naturally and and use the organs naturally um, rather than just pop a pill and then it's all sorted you know? that's that's really interesting because you know for anybody who's listening and think well there, there is hope mm. there's yes somehow or the other you you grab hold of this this thing and you're doing it and you you don't often always feel like because mm. you're overcoming something of the, the inertia of yeah. and you can see a benefit yeah and yeah. you can feel a benefit i can feel a benefit i've seen it benefit in my results um, and you know for diabetics it's it's very hard to get those kind of structural things like life insurance and you know, and, and things like that you know that those things are difficult yeah if you're not controlling your condition and you're not on top of it um, we've talked so about this before. Does, does that mean that that if if your diabetes is out of control you can't get life insurance, or is it cost more? Very, it costs. It costs more. There is always a premium. Okay. Um, because you've got an underlying medical condition, and the percentage of that premium will be dependent on your level of control. You know, because they would always write to your consultant or your doctor and get that, and you'd always have to submit details of your blood conditions and things. But if you can see a downward trend to see that there's there's real control mm. happening, you've You've put interventions in yourself. Um, you haven't relied on medication. You've basically gone out and changed your lifestyle, and it is yeah. a lifestyle yeah. change. Yeah. 
And I remember when I was first diagnosed, it was all about lifestyle change. Um, exercise or running or movement, just call yeah. it movement, yeah. that is now part of the lifestyle that I have. I, I, I walk up the stairs or I walk, you know, walk up the escalator or, you know, instead of taking the lift, use the stairs. You know, these little things, it's just instilling more and more movement. Um, yeah. and, uh, and those little things add up over time. Uh, I've got a funny one with that movement piece because when last um, we went to London Bridge Station, Marie, my wife and myself, yeah. and I said, you take, you take the escalator and I'll run up the stairs. <laughs> and I thought, yeah, yeah. I'll run up the stairs and I'll be there miles before her. Got to the top and there she's standing with <laughs> because she cheated she actually walked up the escalator <laughs> but I, I think that it, it does take something to, to say to yourself I'm going to take the stairs not the escalator it does it's, but it's little things like that that, yeah. that add up and don't get me wrong it, it takes time to build up the strength and uh, and the kind of the fitness level and you know the the you know to the really kind of not find it a problem to walk up those stairs because it it, it takes a while yeah and again it's all about your own personal resilience and your own perseverance about getting through that and saying to yourself well I'm going to give myself six months of this movement activity and see where I'm at and reassess in three months where I'm at. Um, and you know, and in some sense, that's what I did when I turned 50. I said, give myself six months, mm -hmm. see how I get on. And within a few months, I was kind of, you know, I was, uh, uh, you, know, I, you know, I've been kind of moving, I've been running for, you know, quite long distances now. Yeah. And I don't run fast, don't yeah. get me wrong. I'm not, yeah. a, I'm not a racer, I'm not a fast person. I just plod along. I just enjoy the scenery. It's not there to win a race or win a, win a competition. It's just there to enjoy. I, I bet I can plod slower than you do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think you probably could, actually. I think you probably could. In fact, you know I can. <laughs> but this is the whole point of it. That the, the point of it is, is not to compete against the clock. It's not to compete no. about, against anybody else. But it's, it's to live a better you. Yes. Yeah, definitely. And you feel better. Yeah. You feel motivated, you feel awake, you sleep so much better. I mean, I mean, you, you have no idea of, of sleep so soundly now. Um, and you wake up more energized. Um, and, you know, when you get through that kind of six month, three month view, and then you move into the last kind of three months of that six month journey, you'll see a, you'll, you'll see a natural change to want to do things mm -hmm. rather mm -hmm. than seeing it as a chore yeah and then that hill that you used to walk up and used to have to stop and you know all of a sudden yeah you can walk up that hill with no problems at all you know marie says that to me you know ever since you started to to plod a little faster <laughs> now when i walk with you i notice the difference in, in yeah. the speed at which you walk up because yeah. i naturally walk very slow yes but says, i can tell the difference yes Yes, and it's not like it's a huge difference, no. but it, it, it is a difference. No, and and you wouldn't really notice it because it's just you just do it and you just do it and you just do it and you just think, oh yeah, that's great. I can 
I can do that now. I'll just can I go a little bit further? And can I go a little bit further? Um, so you keep pushing yourself a little bit more. But that wouldn't come if you just kept a, a negative mindset and you just yeah. oh god, this is yeah. too much. I can't do it. You know, you just got to say to yourself, right, okay, I've had a bad day today. Get up tomorrow. We'll try again tomorrow. Yeah. So, I know. I know what you like in terms of your planning. <laughs> you want to very, very structured. And so, so if somebody is saying, well, how do I start this? You know, you're saying a six month review and three month plan and all that sort of stuff. How, how, do, you, how do I start that? That's good. It's good. Good question. I mean, I think, I think you just need to start small. Yeah. Just start with simple things. You know? Let's just go for a half hour walk yeah. every day. Yeah. Just, just leave it at that. Don't worry about anything else. Just say, and you, you, the way you can do it is to, if you get up at a certain time every day, and you go to bed at a certain time every day, you can actually kind of map that out a little bit and say, yeah. right, I am awake for 10 hours of the day, okay? Yeah. And, all right, I mean, it takes me a little while to go and have a shower and this and that and have breakfast and, and I've got lunch and I've got work and I've got this and I've got that. But out of those 10 hours that you are awake, surely you can dedicate or put aside 30 minutes mm -hmm. that is just focused on going for a walk. Yeah. It's only 30 minutes out of 10 hours of waking time. And use that and just stick to it. And the best way to do it is to have it as part of your routine. So have it as a lunchtime walk, right? You have lunch between 12 and one. So you make sure between that hour, there's a half hour walk and you can walk and eat or you can walk and phone a friend or you can walk and listen to a podcast. You know, it's listen to some music, but just use that time, that little half an hour every day and just keep going out. And what I found is, and I say this to all you know, friends that are, that are run, runners and people who are struggling and things, where you see the most improvement is the consistency of mm. doing it on a regular yeah. basis. Yeah. Yeah, so as I said, I'm not a fast runner at all. Right? Yeah. It takes me hours to get through some of the races that I do, that I do. But I don't do it for the time, I do it for the enjoyment. Yeah. And that kind of consistency of actually just going out you will see it will pay dividends within yeah. a few weeks it will pay dividends and then it'll get to a point where you you will miss not, not going out yeah for a day yeah. you know um and you want that on a day and that's when that's the tipping point that's when you start turning you start turning the corner mm. a little bit in terms of motivation um but you will see the benefits of that it's it's a consistent consistency is definitely the key to i, to, I to like that i like the idea of, of saying well okay go for a walk and listen to a podcast or go to walk and phone a friend so it's almost like i'm not even noticing i'm going for a walk i'm no. doing all the other stuff yeah and this is this is this movement is happening yes. right away yes by the way by the way i'm, I'm oh look where i am now oh, yeah, exactly something something's happening and this this the benefits are there yeah i i, I without to... having to stress over it exactly and and it's been fundamental when we especially when you think about lockdown i noticed it quite a lot when we when, when they first went into lockdown um because where i live is about a mile walk uphill to the station and then you get on a train and then it's about a mile 
from the station at the other end to the office. Yeah. So I've already clocked up four miles, right? In, in the day. In the day, yeah. Just as, on a regular basis, every single day I was doing that. Four miles, right? And then there's the time of walking around the office, walking out for lunch, you yeah. know, maybe add another couple of miles on that. Yeah. So that's six miles a day of walking without even thinking about it. Yeah. Right? And all of a sudden, you've been doing that and then you're doing nothing but sitting at a desk from seven at morning to seven at night. And, mm. you know, that is a big shock to the body. So it's no wonder that a lot of people are struggling at the moment or struggling to get back into that routine. And as I said, you've got to, you've got to take it down to bite-sized chunks and say, let's take half an hour, just dedicate half an hour at lunchtime or at the end of the day is another, another perfect yeah. opportunity. Yeah. Finish at five o'clock. Again, you know, the lockdown and the working from home, you blur yes. working life and, yeah, and, and, and home, home life, life and you don't have that break in between. The commute home would be your break in normal mm. working circumstances. So use that half hour, put it at the end of the day at five o'clock or six o'clock, whenever it is that you finish, and just have that half hour, get out of the house, fresh air, mm. you know, go for a little walk. Um, and then yeah, come back yeah, and, yeah. And, and just make sure you do that. Mm. Consistency is the key. Yeah, definitely. Mm. And I think one of the other things we were talking about is, is the benefit in terms of relationships. Mm. Yeah. Um, either running, walking, any sort of movement outside. I, I've seen, yeah, relationships get better because my wife says, oh, you know, every time you go out and come back, I feel better because you are smiling a bit more or mm. and my my smiling a bit more might be two seconds more by the way but hey you know <laughs> it's two seconds more than I did before yeah or yeah. whatever it is because it might be a solve a problem in my head or I've moved something forward and so as the load the load mentally releases the load physically releases and it's connected yeah. And then the relationships get better. Yeah, yeah. Because I'm not taking something from here and here and, and bring it back in the house. I mean, we talked about this today, is that, you know, Saturday was a fantastic day. You know, I went out for a long run. Mm. You know, I was out for about three hours. You know, much longer than I anticipated. And it was a difficult run. You know, I started rad and it took a while to get into the flow and everything. Um, and while I was doing that, my wife was at home and she was baking cakes and yeah. baking other bits and pieces, savoury bits I, and pieces. I know where I would have preferred to and, be. <laughs> <laughs> but I came back in the yeah. door yeah. and my wife was in a really happy place because yeah. she was doing the things that yeah. she really liked. Yeah. I was in a really happy place because I'd just come back from a run and I'd, yeah. just, and I'd conquered and I'd got through yeah. a difficult run and managed to get through it and got through it at the end. Um, so we were both really happy. Yeah. And what more? Is there in life when you you know you come back you do your own your own little pieces and bits and pieces and whatever it is that makes you happy and carry on yeah know? and and your relationship gets stronger yeah Robin it, it's been fantastic today walking around with you <laughs> um, and for anybody who's who's listening if, if this this touches a nerve this this excites you this there's, there's, there's some interest or value to this um, do drop us a a like, a comment. We at Momentum always respond to any comments made to us. Um, and it's been great. Great, Johnson. Thanks very Thank much. Thank you.